everyone out there and welcome. This is Yolanda with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Today I'll be sharing with you my summary of the book of 2 Kings chapter 8 through 11. I pray that what I share will give an accurate account of God's word and that it blesses you. So let's go ahead and get started. Before we do, we can take a moment and go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we come before you today just thank you and praising you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to come together in reading your word. We ask that you prepare our hearts and our minds to receive what will be revealed through the Holy Spirit. We pray for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of your word. We pray, Father God, that minds are renewed and lives are transformed via your word. We give you all the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So just a quick overview, overview starting with 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 8, it begins with Elisha speaking to the Shunammite woman. Um, and remember, she's the one that her son, that he... Her son died, and he restored life to him. He was advising her to go away with her family because the Lord had declared a famine in the land for seven years. So she takes his advice and goes with her family, who reside in the land of the Philistine. After seven years, she returns and appeals, appeals to the king for her belongings and her land. So it happened at that time, while the king was inquiring about Elijah and what he had done, the woman walks up, and the servant <clears throat> and the servants explained, "This is the woman of the son that Elijah restored life to." After confirming this with the woman, the king orders that her land and everything she owned be given back to her. It continued with. Haziel kills Ben-Hadad. So Elijah makes a trip down to Damascus, and the king of Aram, who is Ben-Hadad, was ill. He hears that Elijah is in town and sends one of his servants to meet with him and consult to consult with the Lord if he will recover from the illness. Once in the presence of Elisha, the servant Haziel asks if the king will recover from his illness. Elijah replies, go and tell him that he will recover. However, the Lord had revealed to Elijah that the king would, in fact, die. The servant stares at him in a gaze. Elijah began to weep. Haziel asks, why are you weeping? His replies, because I know the harm that you would do to the Israelite. Elisha reveals that the Lord has shown him that Haziel would become king of Aram. Upon his return to the king, he relays the message that the king would certainly recover. The next day, he takes a thick cloth soaked in water and spreads it over the king's face, and he dies. Haziel succeeded him as king 
as was predicted. Jehoram, king of Judah. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned for eight years. He followed the ways of the king of Israel. He married Ahab's daughter and did evil in the eyes of the Lord. However, for the sake of David, the Lord was not willing to destroy Judah. During this time, Edom rebelled against Judah and set up his own king. Jehoram was buried in the city of David, and his son Ahaziah succeeded him as king. Ahaziah, king of Judah, is 22 years old when he began to reign as king in Jerusalem. He reigns for only one year. He followed the ways of the house of Ahab and did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He joined with Joram and Ahab to war against Haziel. Joram is wounded by the Arameans and Joram's return to Jezreel to recover. The chapter ends with Ahaziah going going down to Jezreel to visit Joram. Chapter 9 speaks about Jehu is anointed as king of Israel. So Elijah sends one of the prophets to anoint Jehu as the next king over Israel. And he is instructed to anoint him with the oil and leave immediately. So the prophet arrives in Ramoth Gilead. He locates Jehu, anoints him with the oil, and relays that he will be the next king of Israel. He is to destroy the house of Ahab, that every male from Ahab will be cut off. The house of Ahab would become like the house of Jeroboam. With regard to Jezebel, dogs will devour her on the plot of ground at Jezreel. It continues with Jehu conspires against Joram. He says that if you desire to make me king, don't let anyone slip out of the city and go and tell the news in Jezreel. He takes off and goes down to Jezreel. As he gets closer, troops approach him and ask if he come in peace. And he responds, "What do you have to? What do you?" have to do with peace. Joram and Ahaziah meets up with Jehu. They ask if they had come in peace. He states, how can there be peace as long as the idolatry and witchcraft of his mother Jezebel abound? Jehu draws his bow and shoots Joram between the shoulder. He also kills Ahaziah, king of Judah, and he goes down to Jezreel to address Jezebel. And as a result, she is thrown out a window by eunuchs and dies. Jehu instructs men to bury her, but when they went to look for her, they found nothing except her skull, feet, and hands. However, Elijah had spoken a word from the Lord that Jezebel's body would be like a dong on the ground so that no one would be able to recognize her. And as we can see, that came true. Chapter 10 covered Ahab's family. There were 70 sons of Ahab that resided in Samaria. 
Jehu wrote a letter to the officials indicating that they were to choose the best and most worthy of the sons and set him on the throne. But they were afraid and terrified to do such a thing. The officials responded that they would not appoint anyone as king. So he writes another, a, a second letter indicating that if they were on his side to take the heads of the sons and meet him in Jezreel the following day. They did as instructed, and all 70 sons were killed. As Jehu stood before the people, the Lord had done what he had announced through Elijah. Jehu killed everyone in Jezreel who remained of the house of Ahab, leaving no survivors. Continue on, um, servants of Baal are killed. Jehu tells the Sumerian people to gather all of Baal's prophets because he was going to have a sacrifice for Baal. However, this was not true. He was actually planning on having all of Baal's servants killed. They all gathered in the temple. Instructions were given that no one was to leave or they would be killed. Jehu made his burnt offerings. Then he told his men to kill all of Baal's servants, and they were killed with swords. The temple was demolished, including all of Baal's worship in Israel. The Lord tells Jehu that he had done well because he destroyed Ahab's house. He also said that Jehu's descendants would then reign over Israel for four generations. However, Jehu failed to abide by all of God's laws because he committed some of the same sins as Jeroboam had, such as worshiping Baal, worshiping Bethel. The chapter concludes with God reducing the size of Israel. Haziel overpowers areas of Israel, and Jehu dies and is laid to rest in Samaria. And his son, Jehazza, becomes king. Chapter 11 speaks about Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah. So when she saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family. Joaz, who was the son of Ahaziah, is taken and hidden for six years so that he would not be murdered along with the royal family. On the seventh year, Jehoiada reveals that the king's son reveals the king's son and instructs the guard to guard the gates tightly. Later, the king's son is taken out of the temple, anointed presented with a crown, and is proclaimed as king. Now, when Athaliah hears this and gets upset, Jehoiada orders for her to be captured and put to death. That concludes the reading for today, our summary for today. Thank you again for joining in and do check out our podcast at RTWBEY 
on Anchor, Spotify, well, Anchor is now Spotify, Spotify, Google, and other platforms of um, the podcast. This is Elonda with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year, and please join me next Thursday where we'll start actually with a new book. We'll be in the book of Isaiah, which is one of my favorite um, books of the Bible. Isaiah is a well-known prophet. He's known as the Eagle Eye Prophet because he saw before his time, but I won't tell everything. So, God's willing, do join me next Thursday, and take care, family. Thank you for supporting us.